Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I have my good friend, Jake Gronemeyer, on my podcast. Jake, you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, sure. Well, it's great to be back. Uh, I was one of the earlier episodes, like when you were first getting started. Um, and things are a little different from my introduction back then. I'm a research assistant at the Kessler Foundation for... Dr. Helen Genova in the social cognition and neuroscience lab they have there, which is now becoming the Autism Research Center. Um, so I am in the bit the beginning of my psychology slash neuroscience research career. Awesome. Awesome. And where did you graduate college? I graduated from Loyola, New Orleans in 2021, earlier this year. Major? psychology with a focus in neuroscience there we go baby because there's there's i've gotten a bunch of new audience since the last time you've been on the oh podcast. so um jumping into the topic so today we're going to be talking about mental health and the reason that it's really caught my eye is because some close friends and some um other people i've talked to have had mental health problems and i want to address it because I haven't seen a whole lot about it other than the news and saying what is happening today. Um, I'm going to state some statistics before we dive in is that suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. And then in 2019, there was a total of 47,511 Americans that died from suicide. And there's an estimated 1.38 million suicide attempts. And the overall percentage of suicide since the pandemic has actually gone down a little bit, but it's increased a decent amount in young adolescents. So although the overall, it's older people that haven't um, had those mental health issues as much, but the younger population it's, it's skyrocketed for the mental health. And I think it's worth addressing. And that's why I definitely wanted to bring it onto the podcast and obviously have no one other than Jake on as well. So Jake, starting off, what is mental health? Um, well, I do want to start off by saying, of course, or qualifying any of my, anything that I continue to say, yeah, you know, that I'm, I'm no expert. Um, I don't have my PhD or anything like that. I'm sort of just beginning. I have a very baseline naive knowledge, but I think that I have enough to, you know, I know some of the, some of the, uh, you know, research lingo and whatnot. And, you know, I, I'm kind of just developing my research opinions on things in general. So I do want to qualify uh, first and foremost. Yeah, that. absolutely. Me as well. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a psychology major at all. And, but I do, you know, I read the news and everything, but I, I wanted to bring you and I know you don't like, you graduated with a, a major that I would say goes into this and um, you have a focus in neuroscience. So it's like, it's, it's how the brain works and everything. And I think uh, you were the closest person that I knew that would be amazing to have on this. So um, yeah, I like that you said that though, as well, uh, disclaimer, but um, he is qualified. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll define mental health from kind of my experience and how I've, I've come to see it. 
I think that mental health is sort of the transferring of how we think about our own physical health and our body to our own mind and treating our minds and our thought processes as something that you know needs to be nurtured in the same way as our body just as how we need to give ourselves a healthy diet of food you know we need to give ourselves a healthy diet of mental experience you know we need to make sure that we are doing things that keep our mind active and giving it stimulation uh, in ways that also at the same time aren't hurting your physical health you know yeah it's all interlinked absolutely that's a very interesting way of putting mental health it's definitely um i like how you used it from your perspective and what you've learned in the industry thus far and what are the types of you know we don't have to dive deep and list off a hundred mental health types of mental health but i think addressing you know the major ones is going to be uh, a little bit important. So what do you think are some of the major types of mental health problems that you see today? Yeah, so mental health can be looked at from kind of some different angles. Uh, a lot of what people know about mental health comes from the clinical field and the diagnostic materials that come from what's called the DSM-5, which gives out all the criteria that a clinician would use to diagnose somebody with a mental health disorder. Um, and so in general, mental health is kind of what emerges from that. So it's these things that affect your daily function. You know, everybody has routines, habits, things they like and enjoy. And a mental health disorder disrupts that normal daily life. It, it's not necessarily that good mental health means you're never sad or, or this or that. It really just means you can function and your, your mental health, your having something like depression or anxiety isn't interrupting your ability to make friends or do your job or cook your, eat, eat enough food. You know, there's, you have to look at mental health as a spectrum, you know, and on one end you can have happiness, you know, and on a, sort of in the middle, you can have a sad feeling. And then towards the opposite end, you can be depressed and not even want to get up out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I, at least I see a lot in um, college is depression and anxiety is definitely one of the more bigger mental health problems that I see arise. I mean, I, I've been through it. I feel like everyone has been through it at one point in their time. And if they haven't, that most likely it will eventually happen. It's not um, where, but when, or maybe I frame that wrong, but um, I, what I think about this is it's just, kind of, it, it's just so sad to see that there's so many news behind the statistics of this. And then I don't see a whole lot being talked about in the news about the how to be better with mental health. So now that we've addressed the concerns of mental health, I would like to, how could we help ourselves, Jake, from, you know, some of these things like the majors being depression and anxiety? Yeah, so I think the biggest piece of advice is if you feel that you're struggling with intrusive thoughts, sadness, excessive sadness, excessive anxiety, really try and seek out uh, a licensed therapist and look for social support first and foremost. Really try and find a, try and find some solutions to it. You know, take action. 
And at the same time, if you see somebody else struggling, make sure you reach out to them and let them know like, hey, here's some resources or I'm here for you, let's talk. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, looking for and creating at the same time, those social, those social solutions, you know, talking to your friends and reaching out at this as well. Um, I think that, yeah, that's probably, that's probably one of those things that we need to be able to build together mm -hmm. uh, as people. Yeah. And I, I very much so agree. Cause I, I've definitely had my depressed moments and I will say it's very important for the people that aren't depressed or have anxiety to reach out to people and look after them. Because I remember being in that moment and especially being a man, I I'm, I'm prone to think whenever I have troubles of any sort, depression, anxiety, that I, I should deal with this myself, that I'm a man and I, I should do that. And I think that's this syndrome that isn't well developed because there's times that you need to seek help. But I think what hurts the most is because I know that feeling personally is that it's hard to reach out to people once you have these problems because you don't want to bring your problems to someone else. I felt that way. You don't want to, you know, I didn't look for help because I was in the viewpoint of I'm a man, I deal with this, I shouldn't go for help. But the matter of the fact is that, and I think one of the biggest takeaways to help people is the fact that reaching out, even if you aren't, especially if you aren't depressed or anxious, and you maybe been around a friend or you passed a friend or whatever it may be, or you haven't talked to them for a little while, reaching out to them and you know just talking, catching up, and seeing how things have been because what I love the most is when I had an open ear to like when people had open ears and were willing to listen to me, not necessarily talk a whole bunch, but just listen. And I think that's why Jake said with the therapist, I think is very crucial too. Cause I I've been to a, um, a therapist. I don't know, uh, quite some time, not now, but in the past I have been when I was dealing with my problems and it really did help because they're really good at what they do and they understand what they need to do in order to help you. So seeking a licensed therapist is like one of the best things you can do. And yeah, there were some tough times in my life and I was able to go there when my parents got divorced, we had a therapist and that really helped as well. Like just talking and figuring out things because I was so confused as a young kid. I think it's very worth the therapist. And I like that you said that, Jake. And once more, I want to add um, something that it was actually in a recent book that I was reading with mental illness. And of course, now I can't remember the name of the book. Um, Eat to Beat Depression and Anxiety. And a huge reason that we do feel the way we do is what we put in our bodies. And the, this book talked about what you put in your body is what you're going to get out of your body, whether that be the medicine, that be the food, the nutrition, that be the emotional, whatever you're putting in your life emotionally, uh, hanging out with the wrong people, whatever, or you're hanging out with the right people, it's good. And then there's so much in the 5am club, I talked about it, the health set, heart set, soul set and mindset. And what people confuse, get confused about is that mindset is very important, but it's only 25% of the factor. There's also heart set, health set, and soul set. And I think those are really big helps and have helped me a lot uh, with some of the certain things that I've dealt with. Now, Jake, where do you think 
we go with these mental health issues. Do you have anything um, potentially, I'm just trying to provide, so to say, resources for people. Uh, I know we said licensed therapist as well, but what do you think is really good for people that are struggling with depression, anxiety, or people that in general just want to help uh, those people out that have depression, anxiety, how they go about that? Um, you know, it depends for sure on the level of severity. For example, um, at the at one end of the spectrum, there are crisis uh, hotlines, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, or the crisis text line even. I think you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. Um, I don't, now, the thing is, is I don't know any uh, specific, so there's, in in certain regions and in all regions, rather, there are specific uh, centers that are typically related to mental health issues. There's social workers that you can try and find in your local community. Uh, and I think that those are resources that everybody should kind of explore and find just in case, as well as I think another avenue is finding social communities in general that you relate to and finding groups of people that are interested in things that are interested that you're interested in so that you can create that community which is really a good way to uplift yourself out of you know some sort of mental health ruts a lot of the time so i think that there's a lot of different options go to obviously licensed therapists um, go to your family go to people you're close to really reach out to whoever's in your social circle um, and obviously that's not the solution for everybody. Some people, part of the struggle is not having that network or even not being able to see it. You know, sometimes the, uh, sometimes being so anxious or depressed, you can be, you can be blind to those opportunities, which is why it's just as important to be reaching out to your friends and reminding them that you can come to me, uh, if you need to talk about anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Another thing uh, for me personally is finding a hobby that you enjoy as well. That can help with depression and anxiety as well. Because when I sunk into many things that I like, whether I be playing Xbox with friends or reading books forever, but I also started playing chess. So I keep myself busy with chess and Jake. Yeah. Side note, we got to play chess soon. Yeah. But yeah, uh, with these different things that have added on, I think are, are really cool hobbies, whether it be, you know, meeting with a group or going to a car show or going to movies with friends, get out there and do stuff. Uh, and I know, cause I know the feeling of being depressed and feeling lonely is like, you don't want to burden other people, but at the same time, you got to help yourself and understand that you need help. And it doesn't matter if you're male, female, whatever you describe yourself as, or identify yourself as it doesn't matter. It's like the fact that you just need to go after and help yourself and really want to help yourself because I fell under that. And I've already said that it's, but I found within all this, that picking up a hobby was one of the best things that I could have done. Uh, now I have like a little workbench in my basement and I always am working on little stuff and it keeps me busy. And I always like to be working. And I get anxious when I don't have work. I'm like, I need to have work. There's something that I don't have that I need to be doing, but I just end up going to a hobby that isn't necessarily due as in the terms of like school or, you know, job or whatever it may be. So I think having a hobby as well can help you lose time 
and something that you enjoy. And that's picking up new things and trying new things with whatever you do. Like I got a 3d printer. That's kind of a more, I mean, it's not the most expensive hobby, but it it is a little bit steep once you enter and get a 3d printer, but it's super fun. And I love tinkering with stuff and making things that I don't need whatsoever. It's like a want, but it's a hobby. So I think picking up a hobby and trying different things, especially on Amazon, there's so much different stuff you can get and to play with and whether it be a book or whatever, I think it's worth it to, in, to read and research upon, you know, maybe mental health and understand, but we're here talking about it. So you don't have to do that. But at the same time, me and Jake are not doctorates within uh, mental health, so to say. So I just wanted to bring it and then uh, this topic to the podcast, but also have Jake, who's a bit more educated on this topic than I am to come across. And Jake, what do you think is very, what was something else you want to talk about in the terms of mental illness? Because you've, you've been doing some research for quite a time and I had my questions kind of lined up, but our topics that I wanted to talk about, but what do you think is like important or a takeaway from this episode to help people out or educate people, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, I think this kind of goes into why I got into psychology personally, like why I found a passion in trying to learn as much as I can about what we know through science about how the mind works or even how the brain functions. I think what really brought it into me was, or brought me to it was the pursuit of self-knowledge and Mm. finding ways to describe the mysterious things that go on in my head and finding the, all these, you know, interesting, crazy, sometimes wacky, uh, scientific terms for different, you know, mental states or emotions gives you a bit more insight into yourself. So I think one huge thing that contributes to maintaining positive and healthy, uh, a healthy mindset is understanding how to avoid the things that drag you down into more negative states, state of minds. So for example, negative thinking patterns. Um, there's a lot of thinking patterns that have been found through research that uh, kind of lower your, your affective mood. They make you more sad, more, for example, overgeneralizing is, is a negative thinking pattern where something bad happens to you and you end up overgeneralizing it into everything is bad, you know, rather than um, focusing on or realizing it within the context of your life. It's just one thing. You know, another thing, for example, could be, uh, I think, catastrophizing is a big one, where in a similar vein, something goes wrong, um, you know, you're, you're late to work and you think that that's the end of your career, you're going to get fired, you know, but really that's just one step in the road you know, move on from there. I think knowing things such as that, where you can start to see, oh, okay, the way I'm acting, the way I'm thinking, there's things I can learn about it. It doesn't have to be a mystery. So I think my advice is jump into some psycho- psychology research, go find some, uh, some research that you find very interesting. I think that social media is a great way to explore. You can follow all types of different accounts like psychology, uh, psychology today, or neuroscience news. And you can get, you know, little tidbits of information that are almost like 
uh, little information cards you can pull out whenever you need them. Like, okay, this explains what's going on with me today. And then from there, you can use your own problem solving to solve your own issues. You know, I think that, I think that there needs to be more access for people uh, to that information so that people are more informed about what, how their mind works so that they can, you know, keep a, a healthy mental, just in the same way it's helpful to understand, you know, how your body works in a general way so that, you know, oh, I need to drink water because my body is like 75 or 80% water, whatever the percentage, yeah. um, you know, those types of things. So I, I think, uh, I think that kind of answers your question now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's um, why you were talking about that. I was trying to, I'm reading a book that I think you would really like, but I'm going to mention some parts in it is Designing the Mind and the Principles of um, Psychature, which is very interesting. It just came out on Amazon over the summer uh, and it's blown up. But there's many different things he talks about within the book about like um, how we rationalize the, with the algorithms in our brain. And it was talking about the butterfly effect, how one little impact of that negativity can butterfly into many things that uh, aren't good and can put us more in a, a bad state of mind, mental health wise. It's like one little bad thing happens, someone cuts you off in traffic, and then you're in a bad mood going to work. And then you're getting short with some of your coworkers, and then they don't give you a, a good response. And it's just like a butterfly effect because of this one small thing that you let slide past you and you like to get the best of you, which I think is worth mentioning. Don't let these butterfly, don't let the butterfly effect happen within you talking to other people. Because I think when we rationalize and think about what we've said to someone or done to someone, whether it be verbally or you know, eye rolling, so nonverbals is, I think, very important. So we don't these little things and don't let them impact you. And it's kind of hard in the moment, because I've, I've definitely had that where I've like, I need to rationally think and not make this a worse situation than it could be. Um, it's hard to come across. And then another thing, Jake, that you were kind of mentioning was uh, what's called impact bias. And it was um, causes us to poorly forecast how we will feel about a certain event or decision, how intense that feeling will be, and how long it will last. So the impact bias basically being how we're going to take the event in and how we are going to go into a certain event or thing and be more upset or whatever, or happy for that matter. So I think it was worth um, coming across some of that stuff. And I think this book is very interesting. I'll probably do a podcast over it, but it was, it's, it's fascinating in the sense of how are the algorithms in our brain work and how over time they've developed, but aren't the best decision-making process. And the reason I bring that up is because our mental health issues can be caused by like, Jake, what you were saying, um, the fact negative that thinking patterns, yeah, the negative thinking patterns, I kind of lost my train of thinking, but it was the, yeah, the negative thinking power uh, patterns that we have and with designing the mind and within this book, I'll do a podcast uh, probably next season because it's a, a lot to swallow, but it's very interesting how there's so many different things that it's like a brain hack, so to say that we can reset our brains algorithms. And it's a matter of taking a step back and analyzing your brain. And it's really hard to do that. But within whatever and anything that you do, it's like, 
rationalizing and stepping back and like, how should I view this moment? And that goes a long, a long way with mental health, because a lot of the books I've read, it talks about nutrition being one of the most important things that we can do for our bodies. And it's because it affects a lot of the problems that we have. And I believe it was, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I'm going to shoot short because I definitely know it's above 70%. I think it was, it was probably higher than that, but 70% of most of the problems that we have within our bodies um, deal with the nutrition that we put in our body, which I was like blown away. I was like, what? So doctors are prescribing medicine for these problems, but not diving deep into a the bigger problem, the nutrition fact in this statistic blew me away. And it's way higher than that. But I just shot short because I don't want to say something and it be way exaggerated. I'd rather it be under exaggerated. But I thought it was interesting that to see that 70% of the problems that we have today that are so to so cured by medicine is a fact of our nutrition and what we're putting in our bodies, which is very important. And I found that interesting as well as the health set working out, working out causes a lot of things that can help with stress as well. The heart set. So making sure emotionally you're connected uh, to good relationships, not something that's dragging you down. Um, what, whatever it may be, whatever friends that aren't ne- necessarily the best people to hang around, um, whether it being in a toxic relationship Whatever it is, I think soul set is a huge part in the or heart set. And then the soul set being you connecting with your inner self. And that's the fact of, I say meditation, but if that's going on a walk, listening to jazz music or meditation music, and just getting out of the zone of work and, you know, the problems that we have in today's world, because in the world, because it's a lot to take on. But I thought that was worth mentioning. And I mentioned that in the 5 a.m. club, another podcast. But um, this is, a shorter podcast episode, but I definitely wanted to have Jake on it. Jake, is there anything else you would like to tell to the audience or say, or do you think you've covered most of what you wanted to say? Um, let me think for a second. Absolutely. I think that, I think that mental health is a complex topic. There's a lot of different ways that you can tackle Mm -hmm. it. You can tackle it as a, a public health issue. Uh, sociological issue, you know, how can institutions, the structure of our society help uh, with mental health in in the broader population, you can tackle it from the scientific point of view, or the clinical point of view in how you were you brought up different ways you can treat uh, mental health disorders, for example, prescription medications that may alter the chemistry in your brain, that you can also approach it from the psychological and experimental aspect of testing what factors bring about mm-hmm. mental health issues within an individual. And you can also, you know, go from the personal stance or the personal viewpoint of what types of behaviors or lifestyle choices can I make to either improve, maintain my mental health. And I think that I think that one of the most important things is realizing it kind of all starts with your mindset and being kind of what you were describing, mindful of your thought Mm -hmm. patterns, how your thought patterns branch out into your behavioral patterns and noticing, you know, when you note, like, for example, when it comes to addiction, which is a huge mental health issue. Oh yeah. You know, being mindful can help with that in the sense that you can start to notice what things trigger your cravings. Like, Oh, you know, when I'm sitting outside um, or I'm, 
I'm just about to eat this. I crave a Coca-Cola or something like that. And you know, mm -hmm. you want to reduce your sugar intake. So you avoid the situations that trigger your, you know, those addictive cravings, you know? And so mental health, I think, I think is a topic that needs to be discussed, I guess, with a little bit more humanity. A lot of the time, yeah. I think understanding everybody's personal situation is different. There's no, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Right. There's no guidebook. There is no one set mm -hmm. of uh, knowledge or steps to take that is going to work for everybody. Um, I think that one general thing that anybody can apply to their life is something we actually do in my lab. Uh, the researcher I work for, Dr. Helen Genova, she, her research is focused on utilizing positive psychology to help children with autism or young adults with autism learn their sh character strengths in order to improve their ability and access to the workplace by performing better in job interviews. You know, in job interviews, you need to be able to know your strengths. And that goes into, and that use, utilizes a lot of positive psychology, which is a little bit opposite from the typical clinical psychology we think of when it comes to mental health, which is to treat the symptoms or to take away the symptoms of a mental health condition versus positive psychology is more focused on how can we uh, help a, an individual achieve self-actualization and achieve things through um, giving them skills and knowledge to see their, uh, their strengths, for example. And I think that's, that's something people can focus on is, under, is, is looking for what are the positive things about my character and how can I bring about those positive skills in general? So I guess that's kind of a, a big roundabout way of saying, you know, mental health is about you and thinking about yourself and finding the things that you need to look at and improve. Absolutely. And I, I'm really glad that you brought that up, um, that everyone's different because there are people that are going to reach out for help and there's people that aren't. And then there's so many different things that could be everyone's position within their mental health is completely different. Um, not exactly, you know, opposite side, completely different. Everyone's vastly different because there are some similarities in it, but I will say like what you said is like very important to mention is that everyone has a different mindset. They, there's so many factors that goes into mental health. It's crazy. And to say there's a specific guidebook is just not realistic, um, at least now in time. So I think it's, I, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that because there's many things that I could have stated or you stated, and it's not the best help, or maybe it is the perfect help. So I think just knowing that you're not alone in this and that there's people dealing with things and you are worth it and you should never think about taking your own life or harming yourself in any way or harming others for that matter. But I think it's super important to realize that you aren't the only one. And there's a lot of people, a lot more people than you realize that are going through some stuff and it takes time. I feel like a, a big thing in the solver of a lot of the problems, but it's not going to work for everyone. Like Jake said, is time and the healing of time because it helps whether it be losing someone or you fall into a deep depression because one of your family, close family members died. Time is one of the best coping mechanisms for the majority of people. And I think it's definitely worth mentioning that 
you're going to have your own ways to go about things. And it's a matter of testing it and understanding your own body. And I think like with what Jake said is like bringing the positivity out and the trying to think of the positive things rather than focusing on the negative things that happen. And life's a journey and you should definitely enjoy it, but there's going to be these roller coaster rides, these up and downs, and you're going to hit those downs. It's inevitable for all of us, but it's what we do with ourselves within those downs that make us who we are and builds character to what we will be. And I think that we should all understand that we are worth it and don't let anyone tell you differently. You're loved. You provide so much to this world and it's only the start. You have so much to conquer in your life. And I believe, and everyone else believes that you should be here and you make the world a better place. With that being said, we're going to be wrapping up this podcast episode. So we'll be catching you on the next one. Jake, is there anything else you want to say before we head out? No, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see Jake again some other time when we have a science topic or when he becomes a doctorate in or a neuroscientist, one of the two, we'll see. But uh, I, I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll have the podcast that long. We'll see. But with that <laughs> cool. being said, we're going to be queuing the outro now. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.